What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? And LeVon Maynard. Hey, welcome to the show. What is going on? So another action-packed week. Try to diversify a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about some, some uh, very different aspects of cyber and IT this week. Um, definitely continue to tune in. Monday, Tuesday are the topics. Wednesday is the discussion. Uh, and then Friday, we talk about everything but cyber. But we might be talking about a little bit of cyber this week. Um, just because we're, we're actually uh, hitting them books and what have you. <laughs> but without further ado, I give you to uh, Shannon. All right. So this one right here is from securityaffairs.com. Um, it's called Lantenna Attack Allows Exfiltrating Data from Air Gap Systems via, via Ethernet Cables. And it's by, I, I'm going to mess this up. I'm sorry to, to the author of this article, but Pierluigi Paganini, right? I think, mm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it sounds good to but, me. Uh, there you go. If I messed it up, I'm sorry. That's way, way better than I would have said it. Pier Luigi Paganini. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, what this is about, so it's called a Lantenna attack, right? And what this is, is exfiltrating data from air gap systems using Ethernet cables, right? So this is the type of stuff you see in like spy movies that you're like, man, that, that stuff can't be real, but really what really happens out there and and, it, and what it was was there's uh security researchers um from the Cybersecurity research center in the ben gurion university of the negev in israel um devised this uh mechanism right and so what it does is it uses the ethernet cables as a transmitting antenna um to steal data from air gap, gap systems now when when they say air gap they mean these systems that are not connected you know to the outside world um to, to the public facing outside world um that you may have some things on there that may be classified or proprietary that you just don't want getting out there, right? Um, as things tend to do as we as we go over on this show, it seems like every week, right? <laughs> but um, the the research group it was led by uh, Dr. Geary um, says that the data can be siphoned um, using uh, it's an electromagnetic attack, and what it does is you have to, and this is where it still requires a little bit of effort on this part, right? Is that you have to have a radio um, receiver within they said 200 centimeters right so i had to look up i don't I'm, I'm not a metric guy you know i live in america it's empirical system you know it, it, it's, it's the measurements i do so i had to look this up and that's about six and a half feet right so at about six and a half feet um you can set up a radio uh receiver to get this information that's coming through over your your ethernet lines right um and this is this is kind of scary right so i have seen I, i've heard of some things that can happen so like there is there are attacks out there where people can gather um, what you're typing through keystrokes just based off the sound that comes off of a keyboard, right? So like they'll listen out, they'll put a, uh, uh, not a transmitter, but they'll listen to uh, the frequency that's bouncing off of windows in buildings, and they can tell by your keystrokes, they get a pretty good idea what you are typing without actually getting into your systems, you know what I mean? So like when when I heard about that, years ago i was like man it's only a matter of time before you know people are are, are just reading minds <laughs> you know what i mean to to get what's going on um get what's going on and on some of these systems and whatnot but it's this was this was an interesting read um and again they were able to do it by setting up uh setting up uh the receiver at 200 centimeters um 
from the Ethernet cable. Um, but they do talk in this article about some defensive measures that can be that can be adapted against this, right? Because you start thinking, well, if you're if you're able to put a receiver near the Ethernet cables, which a lot of people use, because you don't when you have an air gap system, you usually go away from wireless, right? Because wireless is one of those things where um, even though you have encryption when it comes to wireless, it could still be, I mean, it's just things that are going up out over the air that can easily be um, um, intercepted, right? But some of the measures they talk about in here is banning radio receiver um, receivers from the air gap network. So you'll just have to do a, you know, uh, do a sweep for those to make sure they're not there. Uh, using RF monitoring hardware uh, to try to identify anomalies in the frequency bands. Um, cable shielding, right? Because not every Ethernet cable is, is shielded, you know what I mean? But um, it's just some of the things, some of the defensive measures they talk about. But um, like, here's the thing now, guys, like you don't have to be connected to the internet anymore, right? To, for people to get your data. This is this is what it comes down to. It's like, just listen to your cables now, you know? So yeah, this this was interesting. And it was one of those things that, well, say goodbye to the world because there's no protection now, you know what I mean? But Levon, what you got on this, man? Yeah, I think it's a it's a pretty interesting article. I think the uh, the fact that you know obviously this technology is out here, you know I've heard about this before as well, even prior to like seeing this article about some of the uh, data they can receive off of the uh, the lines. And I think even they uh, a lot of government buildings they they try to keep the like the supernet away from like nippernet because um, of the cross like cable like uh, MSEC, uh, data can emission security. Emission security. Yeah, yes. Emission yep. Security. Exactly. So the same kind of thing. And I'm sure this, this this technology works in a similar fashion where it can receive some of that data off the line, uh, just over the over the air and kind of reads the data from the from the wire. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just a small like, you know, this is like it's it's not like a major concern because you have to be so close. I mean, six feet, six and a half feet is a, is a good distance. But obviously, like, you know, Russia is not going to be able to get six and a half feet from your cable. But uh, potentially somebody that's like, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, internal like uh um internal resource that's all of a sudden decided that they want to retrieve some data from some wires and not let anybody know about it they can just set up a little device and start pulling data off um and the fact that you know this technology can potentially improve over time who knows in the future maybe like hey you can do it from uh 20 feet away we can do it from 30 feet away we can do it from a mile we can do it from uh, across the street and also we're pulling data from uh, people's cables so um something we've got to keep an eye out for and as far as like as the technology potentially improves over time and becomes more of a, uh, uh, you know, a risk to our data and exfiltration of our data. Um, we just got to keep it in mind. And, and, and like you mentioned, some of the, the protective measures that we can put in place to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I think it's a good article. I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's kind of things that you never know how people can get your data nowadays. No, they don't have to be connected over the internet. They don't have to be, you know, they can be uh, um, right next to you and all of a sudden, even like, I don't know, imagine being in some sort of like, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like a coffee shop or something or like a, a some sort of like land party and all of a sudden somebody's connecting a little wire to the to their computer or like a little plug, plug in the USB as a little RF uh, antenna and then just starting to pull data from your machine and you don't even realize it because they're not, you know, uh, you're, 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 you're connected to like the land port. You think it's like, uh, you know, there's no way anybody can pull data outside of, you know, whoever's connected to like the, um, the router or switch or whatever, but, uh, who knows what the future has in store. So we got to keep, keep in mind, uh, this kind of stuff. And, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't improve too much, too drastic that <laughs> all of a sudden we're, we're dealing with people across the street 
uh, pulling your data from the wire. But what about you, Ryan? What do you think about this? Yeah, I think you hit it right, uh, hit the nail right on the head, right? With the uh, insider threat, I, I, being having to be that close, that that's probably going to be somebody within your own company, um, stealing the data and what have you. So uh, again, it goes down to uh, proper training, uh, as well as uh, just knowing your people. Um, proper training in that, you know, you can be insider threat without uh, doing it on purpose, right? It's just that person who brings their cell phone in to the, to the air-gapped uh, area, like you could be that guy or, or uh, you know, you're wearing a Fitbit or you're wearing your, uh, your phone, like as the technology progresses, right? It's not there yet, but um, it could be any device could, could potentially be within range to pick it up. Um, I did not know about the keyboard thing. That does make sense though. Um, so yeah, that, that just goes to show you like they can, they can hear your keystrokes outside the building. Like who knows what the future has to hold. Maybe listen to your air gas systems from space <laughs> in the next decade. Um, but no, that's interesting. I, I think it has uh, I, obviously the, the huge ramifications for air gap systems, people who work in skiffs and things of that nature. So that's um, uh, a, a skiff for those who are not DOD is uh, uh, basically a room or area that has several layers of protection to keep data from uh, uh, being leaked. So thicker walls, cipher doors, uh, uh, MSEC um, uh, inspections and shielding and things of that nature to keep that data inside. But um, you still have to be careful of the insider threat, people bringing their phones in or, or what have you, um, retrieving data. But I think it has bigger ramifications on everybody who's not air-gapped, right? So if you can do this to somebody who is purposely protecting their system, what about those who are just unaware, right? Um, so it may be an easier way to exfiltrate, no, I can't say the word, exfiltrate <laughs> data from those who um, are at, like you said, a LAN party or at a coffee shop or um, uh, you know, just not in a protected area. Now they're at risk as well from getting their data stolen. Uh, and technology is only going to get better. So that I don't know how you fix. Like we already have shielded, uh, twisted pair. Like do you double shield, triple shield? Like it's going to be a new, you know, cat eight, cat nine <laughs> that protects you from a, a, a lantern attack. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's that serious yet, but definitely thought provoking. Um, I didn't, cause I didn't know it was a thing. And I saw the, cause the name caught me cause it was clever. I was like, oh, Lantenna. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it does have implications for the future. So I think it's pretty cool um, that they know it exists and now we can start trying to uh, protect ourselves against it. So it definitely interesting article full of names I could not pronounce. So thank you, Shannon, for taking care of that. <laughs> Is this how I ended up with it? Like, so, so. No, no, it just worked out perfect. I, I, I hate mail. <laughs> it worked out perfect. So. I ain't on social media anyway, so they ain't gonna send me nothing. <laughs> but no, um, I, I definitely thought that was interesting. So uh, another great discussion. Um, thank you, thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Devon. Uh, this this one was short and sweet, but uh, you know, continue to listen to us. Listen to us throughout the week. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna talk about. Uh, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is TSA imposing new um, uh, rules and restrictions against some industries that you thought already had them. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we have a very interesting uh, conversation about how uh, women and minorities are hacked more than other groups, which is uh, kind of crazy. And it's the, the reason why that that's being done and what we think about it. Uh, and then Friday, again, we talk about everything but cyber, maybe a little bit of cyber. Uh, and then look out for hopefully next week, uh, or the week after, uh, we are going to have a guest. So I was able to um, 
link up with Gabriel Davis. He is a risk operations lead at Cybersecurity and Infra Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, aka CISA, uh, who will be in the discussion as well for uh, hopefully next week or the week after, um, depending on his, his schedule, our schedule, just to, to hop on the panel with us for an episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and just continue to stay tuned in. So hit up the website, www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. We get to our social medias. Uh, you can hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I'm on Clubhouse, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, and Twitter. And you, LeVon? Hit me up on the Twitters at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care. Thank you.